So we begin the first day, weekday of Advent, and right away the prophet uh, announces and, and uses that, that three-word introduction, on that day. It makes me think of the, the mother saying to the kid, when your father comes home, or uh, when I get that letter from the principal, it's that threat that the day is coming when we're going to find out what's going on, and there will either be uh, pleasantry or misery. And, uh, and Isaiah speaks both. He speaks to the promises that are coming, but also to the purging and, and the punishments and the, and the paying of the debt for losing sight of God in their lives. Uh, and then we get this gospel passage, and what a beautiful way to begin Advent. Of course, there's no chronology here because Jesus is, of course, already 30 years old at least, and he's in his public ministry in the gospel. But looking forward to the celebration of his birth and looking forward to Jesus coming at the end of time, we get this story smack in the middle of the story of Jesus' gospel. And it's a great scene. We all know it. We're all familiar, especially because we use that phrase every single time we celebrate Mass. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only say the word, my soul shall be healed. comes from this story. And uh, it's worth tasting the scene. This is not a Jew that's speaking. It's a centurion, uh, probably a Roman, uh, but he's, it's, a, it's a soldier. And uh, even though he's a soldier with some authority, he's not a Jew. He, he isn't one that Isaiah would have been speaking to or that he would have, I suppose, even recognized that there was an Isaiah. I don't know. But what he did recognize, just with his own eyeballs, when he looked at Jesus, he saw a man of authority. That is, a man who, when he spoke, he spoke because he knew, he understood and he spoke with authority. But in addition to that, his words had power. Not just power to change hearts, power to even heal, power to bring people to wholeness. And so he went to Jesus because he was desperate for this servant, I suppose maybe the head servant or a very important servant to him. It was important for him to be healed. And because he recognized Jesus' power and authority, he went directly to him and said, my servant is paralyzed and suffering greatly. And he doesn't even ask if, if Jesus would cure him. He just states the issue. And Jesus immediately responds, I will come and cure him. And then the magic happens in this story. Because he reveals, well, he reveals his his humility, and he reveals that um, he recognizes that there's a, a lack of dignity in him to receive this great man into his own home. He, he just says, oh, you just have to say the word, it's enough. I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof. But then he shows his understanding as he takes it further and talks about the power of, of a, a, a person of authority that when a person has authority, their words make things happen just because they say them, do this, do that, come here, go there, and it all happens. And when Jesus heard this from him, he knew that this man understood completely. 
he understood completely. And he, it was a surprise. Who would have thought a non-Jew would come to this understanding and recognize the messianic powers that were there? Even though he might not say they're messianic powers, he was aware of them. So we begin Advent, and I think the point of this is always for our encounter with the Word, and what does it mean to us? <clears throat> and although I would say probably everybody in this room right now believes in Jesus and believes in Jesus' power, and, and they recognize and they call out to God asking for things, we, we're all there. But my question is a little more subtle. Although we know that with the head, and we would all profess it with the mouth, we'd even teach our young ones that this is true. Do we believe it with the faith of the centurion? Do we have that sense, Lord, I'm a sinner, I'm not worthy, but what I do know is that you have authority and power, and, and you are always loving, always do we have that sense, Lord, even when I'm in sin, even when I'm stubborn, even when I'm ridiculous, I know you love me. I know it. And I would say that that is the difference between somebody who goes to church and somebody who is church. You know, that we, we know, we know the power of the presence of Christ in our lives. So, as I was saying yesterday, even though we will eat of the Christ and we are eating and consuming this word, we already have Christ within us and we ought to recognize that. And then say, you know, but this extra thing, it's just like a kiss from God. It really is just like a kiss from God. And I recognize it and I open my heart to it with the conviction, with the conviction Christ will love us this day.